All right, large contingent of guests here on a Wednesday, L.I. in the A.M. Let's lead it off with uh, an expert in his own right, no question, John Bell. You know him well at this point in time. The Bell Law Group, labor attorney extraordinaire, all regarding employment, everything you need to know. We welcome John back to the show, sir. Hope you're doing okay. I'm doing okay, Jay. How you doing this morning? I am uh, hanging in there, my friend. So uh, the latest of surveys... Uh, we have seen now where you have factories and retailers and other service firms. They're beginning to kind of recall laid off and furloughed employees. Numbers small, though. Interesting to note some of these numbers survey released on Monday, John. What was your take on things here? So I expected it to be a little bit higher. I think they're saying across the state it was about seven of 20 people. And, you know, I directly relate this to the PPP loans. You know, you have to hire these people back. As we know, the second round of funding was a lot more successful for small businesses uh, than the first round. So I think uh, a number of businesses did get it and now they're scrambling to hire back their employees. So you are seeing an uptick of the rehiring, but the problem is, as we discussed before, Jay, this extra $600 a week by the federal government is killing uh, this opportunity to hire back people because employees are refusing to come back. And I think that's why the numbers are lower. So basically, the federal government is uh, asking these employers to basically advise the Department of Labor if employees are not returning, because in that situation, the employee would lose their unemployment benefits, taking away that cushion and therefore requiring them to return back to work or encouraging them to return back to work. And then we'd have better numbers. But this, Jay, uh, all in all, is a Band-Aid, because as you know, you have to do it within eight weeks to get this loan forgiven. So all these employers are looking to hire everyone for eight weeks, hoping that the economy is back and the businesses are open and things are somewhat back to normal or the new normal. But as we all know, that's probably not the case. So what you're going to see is after all these people are hired back for the eight weeks, a lot of them are going to be back on the unemployment system. Uh, right now we have about 36.5 million U.S. adults having filed for these unemployment benefits. And I expect that number to continue to rise, uh, especially after uh, this eight, the eight weeks pass. You know, it's almost like a double-edged sword here. So in essence, the survey is telling us that on average, seven employees out of the 20 were idled by the pandemic and shutdown of non-essential activity to slow the virus's spread. You know, you would think, you would think it'll be a bit higher. Because if people, and we know people are sitting on the sideline, they're getting that extra federal bump, as you mentioned, of 600 plus the, the value of, uh, of whatever the uh, benefit is paying out. So in other words, let's say the low end in the, in the state, I believe, is about 182 I mean, you're getting an extra 600 right? $782 a week. I mean, that's a lot more than, than one might be making regularly on the job. But you would think from an employer's standpoint, John, just to cover their tracks, uh, why isn't that number higher? Because if people are not adhering to that call as far as heading back to work, well, guess what? Then you really have a lot of arsenal as far as the employer to contact unemployment and say, listen, I, I call, I've called my staff. I, I only have three people heading back here. Why not alert unemployment in the fact that you've made, you've done your due diligence, you've called your staff, you're ready to get things going again, and therefore, you know what? You could really 
create a little bit of havoc here in people's lives by saying at least you you have made the initial uh, call as far as getting people back in place. You know, I think generally uh, from the employers that I speak with and their attitudes is they don't necessarily want to hurt people and their families. They kind of understand the fact that these people are making more money staying at home. So they're trying to operate a business, not necessarily try to hurt a family. So what they're thinking is, well, if this person doesn't want to come back, they're gonna, they don't have to hire that exact person. Maybe they'll just hire somebody else instead. And they're busy. They don't want to bother with it. Or they might feel intimidated that if they do this and the person loses the benefits, there might be some type of retaliatory actions against them or the company. Uh, so I think that plays a big role uh, in it. Um, I, you know, other than that, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Uh, they do, you know, the frustrating thing is that they hire these employees, they train them, uh, they want them back, and and the employees are refusing because of the $600 a week. Now, understand that as of right now, that extra $600 a week ends in July, on July 31st. But there uh, is individuals in the government trying to change that and having it extended until January 2021. Now, realistically, it's a tough balancing act because I'm not going to advocate against it. I know that there are people out there that really need it and really desperate, and those job opportunities are not coming to them. Uh, on the same token, we, we don't want people uh, who are able to work and offer to work to take advantage and now sit at home till January 2021 collecting this money. So the federal government uh, has really a difficult balancing act uh, ahead of them to really uh, try to put some regulation together that is benefiting the people who need it and not benefiting the people who don't need it. With that being said, what about the benefit of the of the business itself, the employer who put in probably countless hours of training for those individuals to work at his or her place? I mean, when is emphasis going to be put on the employer? I mean, quite frankly, they're holding on to dear life as it is as far as the little stimulus they got. Now they can't even get workers, according to what I've read, a lot of places can't even get workers back in place. Not only the furloughed ones, but even putting a call out for more help needed. People are not answering that call. So in essence, you know what? We have not accentuated the businesses themselves, because especially on Long Island, when you look at it, with the economy still not opened up yet, businesses trying to hang on for dear life, and now they can't even prepare and get those people back in the workplace. What about that? Well, I think the Department of Labor has to take on a little bit more effort in scrutiny because employees are required week after week to put forward some certifications to get the continuation of benefits. I think what once the Department of Labor, right now the Department of Labor, like we've discussed in the past, they're trying to just push these applications through because there are people who still gotten, haven't gotten benefits, benefits that are really entitled to these benefits. But with these extra certifications, I think the Department of Labor has to now hire another staff or transition to contacting these employers and, and simply having them answer questions as to did you offer these people, that did you offer any of these individuals their job back? Because maybe the employers won't go out of their way to report to the Department of Labor but possibly if they're asked the question directly or, or, or they have to fill out some paperwork or certify something, then we'll get some real answers. So maybe that's, I don't know if that's realistic because of the amount of people that's on it, but I mean, that's, you know, off the cuff, that's a solution that I think is viable and uh, will then 
uh, kick people off the system that really uh, that doesn't belong there. And the idea is I don't want people off the system and, and not able to feed their family. I just want people who are offered the job to accept their job, return back to the workforce, do that for the economy, do that for the employer, do that for the employee, right? Because now the employee is going to have a job. They're going to have that job security when, we, as we discussed before, come the end of July, if this thing's not extended, there's going to be a mad dash for people looking for jobs that don't exist. I've always said that this particular period of time was a great time for those who just need work to, to seek it and because there are plenty of openings right now based on all that's going on here. So, you know, that to, that is still the case, you know, to, to make sure that people understand, you know what, if you want to work and you're willing to work, you have a lot of openings right now in a lot of different fields. So before, if you were shut out of something that you truly had a passion uh, to do something, well, now's a great time to seek, right, John? I mean, that's really what it is right now. Uh, absolutely. For example, if you're in the travel industry, uh, they were hit really hard. They lost like 51% of their jobs. That's greater than, you know, the 25%. You keep on hearing about the Great Depression era, but 51% because nobody's traveling. If you're thinking about changing careers, it's so easy, easy to contact people through social media. You don't have to spend money on recruiters or anything. You literally just have to go out, do some research on your computer, contact people, inbox, and there's a lot of people right now looking to hire. Now, bear in mind that, again, this is an eight-week program, so you're going to have to really work hard and prove yourself and convince the employer that you're worth being retained, but it's a good opportunity to get your foot in the door. And also, I foresee that, you know, with, with this unemployment uh, uh, claims, that they, a lot of people don't even realize, but they're going to have to pay taxes on that money, and that's going to be uh, a shock to them when they get the tax bill at the end of the year. No doubt about it. Uh, listen, it presents a problem on all fronts. By the way, the survey... Uh, was about, what, 125 factories in the state of New York, 200 service firms uh, in the state, northern New Jersey, Fairfield County, Connecticut, Long Island businesses, by the way, did participate in a couple of different polls, and that took place the week of May the 4th through the 10th. Very, uh, very interesting numbers there, Mr. Bell. We'll keep an eye on things as we move along here, but I'll tell you right now, businesses need their workers back and i know it's a tough thing and again i'm not advocating not to feed families and everything else what i am advocating is for one to do the right thing here you get that call you still have a job guess what i know that see that's where that extra 600 comes in and i you and i both agree uh, that was a detrimental throw-in by the government and that allows people to sit on the sidelines collect more money than they would have on their regular job so it's a tough call i understand that but again, you got to think of those uh, employers right now. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things. Mr. Bell, John Bell, of course, labor and employment attorney extraordinaire and the founder of the great group, the Bell Law Group. Check out the site, folks. Wonderful site, belllg.com. John, we'll talk soon. Excellent, Jay. Thanks a lot for having me on. Have a great day.